sorry, I can't come into work tomorrow. I'm a full-time podcaster now. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am Sophie. And I have a randomly generated YA title for me today, and it is The Cafe of War and Stars. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. This immediately made me think of a Douglas Adams book. Okay. Like Restaurant at the End of the Universe vibes. Um, I haven't read yeah, it. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> it's a good book, I'm assuming. This yeah. one, I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen all the Douglas Adams. Ones. I've read the Douglas I've Adams. Se- ones. I've seen those books. Yes, I have. <laughs> to be fair, I did work in a bookstore for a year and a half, so I have seen them a uh, lot. I've, yeah, I've seen, I've seen every book. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to do this wild party trick where if someone showed me the cover of a book, not the name or the author, if you showed me what the cover looked like. I could take you to the bookshelf that it was on Wow! <laughs> in the one store that I worked in. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty impressive superpower. It's a yeah. very specific party trick. I'm yes. still, I'm still pretty useful at navigating uh, Indigos, but mm. the one store I'm an expert at. <laughs> anyway, who are you guys? My name's Sam, and my randomly generated YA title of today is The Thought of Glitter and Seas. Just like thinking about that glitter, thinking about that sea, thinking about how all that glitter is really just microplastics going into oh, the mouth of Sam. fish. Oh. Why you gotta be like that? I am who I am. This book is about whale sharks dying. Yeah. It's one of those books that you think is going to be this epic YA fantasy, and then it throws in yep. <laughs> conservation messages into it, which I'm actually kind of reading a book like that right now, which I guess I can go into later. But basically, it's kind of about it's about a horror book about mermaids, and there's a lot of like conservation oh. thrown in there. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I love do that. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm, the vibes I'm getting here. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I am Hannah, and my randomly generated YA title for today is My Year of Wings and Lightning, which is oh. just a Sarah J. Mass book, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my first thought was the Maximum Ride series, Ooh. even though I can, from where I'm sitting, I can see A Court of Wings and Ruin. <laughs> Which I have not read yet. I can see that from here. So I don't know why my thought went to Maximum Ride. <laughs> but. I mean, I do like the first like one or two of Maximum Ride before they yeah, got. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> it's weird that I, Sophie, a huge fan of birds, would like a book about people with wings. <laughs> Noted bird nerd Sophie. Noted bird nerd Sophie likes this bird book. Yeah. I liked it around the same time that I liked uh, My Side of the Mountain, which was about a boy who had a falcon. Uh-huh. Oh, yep, yep. The third book is from the falcon's perspective, you guys. I read that oh, book what? maybe 10,000 times. That's really I would cool. have liked that. Anyway, we've been on a couple tangents. Yep, already. <laughs> Let's Start get strong. into the books we're reading, which are still, but not for much longer, Twilight and Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Yeah, we had a weird one this time because we had to read two Twilight chapters for one Midnight Sun chapter. Yeah, it was the subject of uh, a lot of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out how to approach it. Yeah, we're very sorry about how this is messing up our numbering system on our episodes, yep. but the Twilight first Twilight chapter didn't give us a lot to work with. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would have been maybe a five-minute conversation. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then it just had nothing to do with the Midnight Sun chapter at all, so it would have been just this, like, eight-page Twilight chapter. Yep. So well, we did we did this instead. F- forgive us. anyway (laughs) what happened you guys so 
the first chapter called phone call bella jasper and alice are still in the hotel room and then find out that one of the rooms alice is seeing in her vision is bella's mom's house then comes the dreaded phone call where james pretends to be bella's mom tricking alice into giving the phone over to bella where then james talks to bella and bella plots her escape from alice and jasper then we get chapter 22 which is called hide and seek bella somehow manages to get away from jasper and alice which i'm still about (laughs) and heads straight into james's trap because turns out james never had renee and just used an old family home video shocker bella heads to meet james at her old ballet studio i think where he does the typical villain monologue. We find out that Alice was the one victim that got away from James, and then he starts recording his attack on Bella, and then the chapter ends with Bella blacking out and her fate unknown, but we do know, but we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So, it is a mystery. Maybe maybe this time she'll die. Maybe this time she'll <laughs> die. Maybe, maybe in the 10 years since I read the book the first time, the plot has like somehow changed and it's some weird Mandela effect. You never know. Uh-huh. Wouldn't okay, wait, hold on. Before we get into Midnight Sun, wouldn't that be fucking wild if like that would be. at the end of this of Midnight Sun, she like changes the plot and Bella gets turned into a vampire at the end of this one? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. That's what happens at the end of the uh gender swapped version. Oh, so it like ends early. Oh, like it ends at the same place as Twilight, right? But it quote unquote like ends early in terms like of the no series. New moon. So oh, she yes. wouldn't she wouldn't write the next. Yeah, I haven't read it, but I read ab- about it, and it seems like the Bella character becomes a vampire at the end of the book. We just went on like a really long tangent about related Twilight books, but I'm gonna cut those out to talk about Midnight Sun. Yay! (laughs) Okay, this chapter of Midnight Sun is called Race. It opens with the plane touching down in Phoenix, which is disappointing to me personally because I wanted to see the Cullens on a plane, but whatever. (laughs) They meet Alice and Jasper in the airport where they are freaking out because Bella has given them the slip and Alice has foreseen that Bella will die if not all of the Cullens are there to save her from James. The rest of the chapter is a shockingly intense high-speed car race scene as Edward and the Cullens grand theft auto from the parking lot drive dangerously on a busy highway, carjack and drug a helpless woman, and cause a multi-car accident in their hurry to make it to the ballet studio where they arrive at the end of the chapter. Yeah. 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 Was anyone else shocked to re-find out that... James is responsible for Alice. I had totally forgotten that. I had totally forgotten too. Yeah. I have that written down. Like I, I didn't completely know. <laughs> Do we ever find out who the other vampire was? Because he says that he like the same kind of thing happened where a vampire yeah. was protecting Alice. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the other vampire okay. is dead now. Yeah. James killed him. Mm-hmm. We like never get Alice's memories at any point. I no. don't think so. Okay. James also sort of implies that Alice like smelled to him as Bella does to Edward. Yeah. It's not explicit, so I could be interpreting wrong, but he says that like she smelled much better than even you do to Bella. And I was like, is that is that what that is? Is she yeah. like a special smeller to James? <laughs> that's one of those I special smellers <laughs> special smellers <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of special smells are you smelling <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> does her blood smell like lavender too i don't know i don't know the other interesting thing with that is that james like shows up to eat alice realizes that she is being turned into a vampire and like kills the vampire who did it But he also knew that, like, she was locked up and institutionalized for having visions. And instead of taking this presumably powerful vampire under his wing and, like, testing to see if she had special powers, as might have been indicated by her human abilities, he just Mm -hmm. left. It seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I guess the idea is that, like, he doesn't care at all about anything other than his hunts. 
Yeah. yeah, but like if nothing else, she would be a good tool for his hunts if she has special abilities, right? I bet he would think that was cheating. Oh, maybe. Or yeah. it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, because she would just be able to like show him the answer. True. I also don't think he's that smart. <laughs> but then again... I mean, he's pretty clever. He outsmarted pretty, the Cullens. He's pretty, pretty clever. But, okay, I still have issues with how he outsmarted the Cullens. I do not understand how Alice did not see any of that. I don't yeah. get it. It confused me. How did how did Alice not see Bella was having... I guess she hid that because he was, like, making her say things. So it was hard for her to see that it was James calling her. But, like... Even at the airport, as soon as she was, like, plotting her escape, her her future was set, right? Like, she Mm -hmm. had made that decision. And and it's established that Alice's future seeing is based off decisions. You make the decision, like, that future is going to happen. So it's like that whole time Bella's freaking out, knowing she's going to escape, knowing she's going to leave. So then how come Alice doesn't see any of that? Yeah. The the only thing I can think of is that maybe... Because the first vision Alice got was the ballet studio. Mm-hmm. That's like the time period she's focused on. Because during mm-hmm. the car chase scene, Edward has to like specifically tell Alice like only the next 30 seconds. And so she has to like change what she's doing to focus right. on a very near future. Right. And so the only thing I can think is that maybe she wasn't focusing on Bella's immediate future she was trying to figure out like what was happening right before the ballet scene. Yeah. yeah. But again, that doesn't make sense because you'd think as soon as Bella was like, I'm going to escape from Jasper, Alice would have gotten a vision being like Bella escapes Jasper. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I thought. I was like, as soon as she even asked Jasper to go to the bathroom, like Alice should have been there. And I guess there would have been a bit of limitation that she can't just run at full vampire speed through an airport. But, like, Mm -hmm. at the same time, running fast as, like, above average human through an airport, she would have still intercepted Bella. And, like, there's no way Bella would have escaped. It just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she should have even been able to see it as soon as Bella decided to ask Jasper to, like, go to the bathroom with her, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as soon as she's like, I don't want Alice, I want Jasper. Like, it's just like, there were so many points in it that there was like a decision made and you, Bella knew she was going to get away. And that's all she was thinking about. That it just shocks me that there wasn't some overwhelming image of like Bella getting away that Alice didn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the only thing I can think is that she was, yeah, hyper-focused on James. So she wasn't focusing on Bella. She was trying to see what James was going to do that would cause this situation to happen. Yeah, true. She should also have been able to see James, like, setting up the VHS to play Renee's voice to trick Bella, right? Yep. She also should have been able to hear James James. talking on the phone with Bella. Okay, let me clarify that. Oh my god, okay. Please, please help. Guys, I have terrible news, and it's that this chapter was extremely accurate for two types of math that I did. (laughs) Oh, do tell. So the first one I did was I was like, yeah, what the hell? Like, Bella's on a phone next to Alice. How did Alice not hear James's voice come on instead Mm -hmm. of Bella's mom? Mm -hmm. So a landline phone the decibels of a voice coming out of the speaker of a landline phone is less than four decibels, which is very quiet because a human talking normally is 60 decibels. Okay. So assuming Alice was like six feet away because it's a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Why would she be closer? (laughs) Yeah. She said Alice was like across the room or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so at that distance, it would actually be negative 33 decibels. And okay. per two episodes ago, yeah, vampires can only hear to negative 15. Mm. So oh. Alice actually can't hear the phone. That's- Isn't that great? <laughs> I'm proud of you for figuring that out and mathing <laughs> it, but it still bugs me. I'm yes. so proud of Stephanie Meyer for... <laughs> 
following the rule she laid out when she said James was a couple miles away. (laughs) Okay, but again... could hear them. Again, is Stephanie Meyer truly that smart? Or have we just gone so deep? It's I I I. I it's still know. the second one. I I know. It's still the second one. It's still the second. It's one. always the second but one. Let me just say that if somebody, if Stephanie Meyer came to my house, knocked on the door, and was like, "Actually, I did all the math. Here's the math that I did for this book," I would be like, "I'm not actually as surprised as I should be." Yeah, <laughs> because I have also done the math. <laughs> yeah, then I would be impressed. And yeah. feel bad for me. Yeah, I, I would feel yeah. bad. But if that ever happened, that would mean Stephanie Meyer actually listened to our podcast. And oh that my would God. mean that maybe she would like promote it. And then maybe we'd nope. be actually full time podcasters. Nope. Maybe if she listened to this podcast, she would pay reparations to the Quilliot tribe. True. Which is what I'm asking her to do. That is also yeah. what I'm asking her to do. I thought you were going to say she would pay us to stop. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, take it. <laughs> I think if I found out that Stephanie Meyer or really any other author listened to our podcast, I would shrivel up into a husk and blow away in the wind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Time to delete the whole podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I was talking about this uh, with my roommate the other day who um, is the owner of the holographic Twilight Cups that we have in our cupboard. They're not actually mine. (laughs) And (laughs) we were talking about how clever it is that she has managed to write the same book three times yeah and sell it yeah. like so not smart. even pretending to be a different book it's literally the exact the same, same book, book three times yeah like, i that's so impressive <laughs> genius yeah oh i wish i could do that also like the concept of like waiting what is it 15 years <laughs> yeah since oh, yeah the yeah. original books came out before being like i'm gonna write the follow-up series about this one character Mm -hmm. when you have time to read all the fan fiction and fan theories that are probably way better (laughs) than what i like i would be like i'm gonna peruse (laughs) the fanfic forums and see what great ideas other people came up and put on the internet for free Uh uh-huh yep for me they're usually better they're usually better yeah yeah people are so much smarter than me (laughs) specifically Yep, same. Anyway, how did we get on that? What were we talking about? It was the math and Alice oh. not being able to hear James, which I guess I guess if we think about it, they're probably using they're using phones from two thousand five, which mm-hmm. those phones you couldn't really hear because I just think about like on my iPhone, for example, now it's like if my mom calls me and I'm like at the corner of my apartment and my boyfriend is in the kitchen, like he can hear my mom. My mom has a very loud voice. But, like, he can fully hear the conversation from both sides. So that's why right. I'm like, hmm, you're yeah. a vampire. You have good hearing. This doesn't make sense. But I guess if it's, like, the technology that they had at that time, I'll buy it. Yeah. And he's yeah. deliberately keeping his voice down. True, yeah. Whereas my mom usually is very loud, <laughs> like me. <laughs> so, yeah. Related. Yeah. <laughs> I have another thing about James, though, and him on the phone. (laughs) It just made me laugh. He was described as having the kind of voice you hear in the background of a luxury car commercial. And Uh I was like, what do both of you think of when you think of a luxury car commercial? (laughs) Like, because I imagine Cam Gaganje in the movie as James, which is also very different than how he's described in the book, where he's described as just like having a blue long sleeve shirt and jeans. And the most average looking face. <laughs> yeah, most average looking thing, right? So it's just like, I'm trying, but I'm envisioning the movie James and like just imagining him as like a luxury car commercial and it just tripped <laughs> up my mind a lot. So- yeah, it's like, it's like one of those ones that's like all terrain. Yeah. The, you're for oh. your family on the go. Make sure plush seat shots it's yeah like is adventure. what's going across the screen right now yeah off city limits four yeah. wheel drive <laughs> exactly like, but james but james. james so like this is how he's talking to bella like say hi mom okay now say <laughs> this do this bella do this 
So I I watch Formula One, right? And they a lot of their sponsors are like luxury cars. So there's a lot yeah. of luxury car commercials. Yeah. Oh. Which means that most of the voiceovers are in like very smooth English accents. Mm-hmm. Or their Formula One drivers doing a voiceover for their sponsor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do so... any of those sound like they could be James? <laughs> <laughs> But now I'm just imagining uh, this will mean nothing to anybody, but James speaking like Kimi Raikkonen, who's this like very famously very stolid Finnish guy who like refuses to answer interview questions, has like a very thick accent and mumbles a lot. <laughs> like, Paul, well, you know, Bella, I need you to do that. And Bella's like, wow, just like a commercial. Wow. Just like a commercial. Just, just like an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to say that the only luxury car commercial I've watched recently is the, what, two-year-old Truckla commercial that Simone Yach did for oh, her yeah. Tesla that she converted into a pickup truck. So that's all I'm thinking about now. <laughs> that is a good one. That's fair, yeah. Anyway, so I guess he has, like, a very... Uh, assuming he's not Kimi Raikkonen, he has, uh-huh. like, a very articulate like smooth kind of sexy voice not that Kimi Raikkonen doesn't have a nice voice but he's he's not gonna listen to this I don't know why I'm equivocating (laughs) he might you never know oh my god Um, then you really would have to crumble into dust I would never be able to get on the internet ever again yeah because I don't know I feel like because books that describe Mm -hmm. people who have like very like smooth voices that sound like i guess they might be in commercials my brain immediately is like so the kind of voice that makes me want to punch him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. also kind of what i thought too yeah like can't trust anybody with like yeah a very <laughs> chill voice yeah mm-hmm. when james shows up or i guess when bella shows up and sees james she mentions that his irises were nearly black with just a hint of ruby around the edges Mm-hmm. And I was like, so do their pupils dilate when they're hungry and that's why their eyes get darker? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, like, wait, I didn't realize their eyes get darker when they're hungry? Like when Edward's eyes are black, it's because he's hungry. Oh. And I was thinking like the iris changes color like it does when they switch from human to animal blood for no discernible reason. Oh, yeah. But is sense. it just that like the pupils get blown out when they're hungry? I guess that would make sense because like that's what you get in like cats. Yeah. Or whatever. Is it just like a result of that instantaneous hunger like that thirst and then the prolonged Space between feeding and hunger is the actual like eye change because like I feel like that would make more sense because if they can go from like yellow to, or gold to red just by switching from a- animal to human blood then isn't it something in the blood that's causing the chemical reaction that's making the eyes change color so it would make sense that without that protein or whatever that they would go black and then once it's entered into the system again the eye color changes right yeah that sounds like a more believable (laughs) once we get past the part where like it doesn't make any good goddamn sense why no (laughs) their eyes change color at all oh my god no so yeah like in the ballet studio he's got this like instantaneous thirst or lust or whatever you want to call it (laughs) lust for blood i hate it (laughs) bloodlust sophie not the other kind (laughs) bloodlust So his in this case he's hungry, but also his pupils are dilated because he's hunting. Yeah, because yeah. didn't he he ate gotcha. some because he ate somewhere in, when they were chasing him. I remember that being a point. They were like, oh, he must Did have he? ate like just outside of somewhere. I think or they ate on their way into Forks. Yeah, so that would have only been like a day. So there's no oh, way that he would have gone like red to black that quick. So I feel like it's got to be yeah. that he's just like yeah. instantly like oh my god, there's this, like, human right in front of me, I'm gonna eat all her blood and make Edward pay for her, blah blah blah, and he's just, like, yeah. salivating, and then yeah. the normal black we see, like, in the Cullen's eyes is just, like, the lack of blood. The lack of blood for some reason. Making their eyes gold. I want to know what that chemical reaction is now. Yeah. Speaking of the timeline, did you guys notice that it's a uh, spring break? 
which it means is. it's March or April. And Bella moved to Forks in fucking January. It's been oh like three God. months. <laughs> well, the well, amount of time she's actually known Edward is like three days still. Yeah. I think we're up to four days with the overnight. <laughs> this is the most yeah. ridiculous. Oh my God. Uh, I, I, I can't handle it. It's too much. <laughs> okay. The insta this is like way more no, than I thought. <laughs> we've explained it away by it be well, not on Bella's end. Not on Bella's end. On well, end. Bella's end is pheromones because <laughs> Bella's just horny. She's just a 16-year-old teenager. Yeah. When they get to the airport, there's a line that every cell in Bella's body knew that Edward was coming. And I was like, is it a parasite? Does she already have some of the parasite and it's like attracting her to Edward? I mean, he has kissed her. There is venom he, in her. her. I, yeah. Like, his lips are wet when they kiss. And she no, licked her lips dry after. Dry as a bone. Sophie, no, they're not. Completely I like dry. It. I like it. No. They're dry. God, that would be such an awful kiss. Just like, kiss. Just like making out with like, a rock. Yeah. Ah, no, a diamond. Cold. Cold and kind of pointy. <laughs> just like very hard and cold. You okay. Know, like, just everybody likes to kiss an ice cube. <laughs> I have always looked at a marble statue and been like, I really want to smooch that. Mm. <laughs> want to get my tongue all up in there. Want to so lick it dusty. up and down. <laughs> nope. This is Greek this statue. Is terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Got to get my lips all up in that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you get kicked out of the museum <laughs> yep. I wonder if there's a, a vampire that like hunts by just pretending to be a statue and then it eats security guards I mean, their <laughs> eyes were not made of marble their hair is like colorful you, you could put paint on it you could they'd be them. so good at human statues <sighs> I guess or you could just be like wow so realistic so realistic Someone wait, this. wait I have a question <laughs> okay could a vampire dye its hair like because yes. I was thinking in a, well if we're if I we're, thought it was permanently my thing well okay my thing is <laughs> you, wait, this whole statue thing got me thinking as I was like oh they could just dye their hair but if we've described as we did that the hair and everything on them is essentially the same, like it's that diamond structure, they don't lose it, it doesn't tear anything, that would mean that the hair isn't porous and therefore it couldn't absorb dye, so they couldn't dye their hair. Yeah, I think they could do like the temporary dyes that you can do that like wash out. That just lays over. In a day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I doubt they could do it permanently. Yeah. Okay. I have a follow up on the diamond thing. Yeah. <laughs> because, okay, why? Okay. We already established that by our very scientific using of a key <laughs> to key out which rocks vampires are made of, <laughs> yes. that they are made of diamonds, at least on the outside. Yes. Why the f*** don't lights inside make them glitter? <laughs> Wait. Are, they, are diamonds, Wait. Are, aren't they kind of opaque before you polish them? But... They oh, was, sorry, like, I misunderstood the question. Yeah, why do they glitter in sunlight but not under, like, a very bright airport light? It's the fluorescence. The UV? It's something to do with UV, it's gotta be. It's a, yeah. But, like, diamonds glitter under any light. That is an excellent point. That is, yeah. it is true. Diamonds do glitter under any light. That is true. Yeah, like, I'm assuming it has to be the intensity of the light. Yeah. That is the major factor. Like maybe yeah. in 2008, <laughs> yeah. inside lights aren't quite enough to make the glittering noticeable. But like, yeah, well, and they diamonds... can go out when it's like cloudy. But like, there's still sunlight. That's why you can yeah. see. So it doesn't make any sense. Maybe, to me. maybe the parasite is very like photo, oh. not phototactic, but like photosensitive. Solar, photosensitive, I guess. But specifically Maybe. photosensitive to like sunlight and the way that a lot of like marine microorganisms are. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be the parasite reacting to the sunlight. Yeah. I listen, we look up a lot of stuff that I don't know anything about <laughs> yes. for this podcast, which is a hundred percent physics. <laughs> which yeah. I don't get. 
so I tried, I thought maybe there would be something about how like artificial lights, because artificial lights, unless they're specifically for plants or coral, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. don't usually carry the full spectrum of light. Yeah. Right. So usually you're going from like blue slash ultraviolet, which is further down that we can't see up Mm -hmm. to infrared which we also can't see but red Mm -hmm. in the parts we can see (laughs) yeah so i looked up what a fluorescent light and an incandescent light have because i'm assuming in 2008 there probably weren't like led lights everywhere no so daylight has like a full spectrum of light um which is why it's like quote unquote white light Mm -hmm. but a fluorescent bulb like basically the graph of light spikes up like in the yellow to orange area and then in the greens and then an incandescent light like starts basically nothing at blue and then slowly increases towards red so like i was thinking maybe it's something like the ultraviolet slash blue area is what their skin reacts to but i don't know how that works at all no It'd have to be, like, the composition of their skin and it only, like, reflecting back. Yeah, the because, like... Wavelengths. Yeah. Because, so, certain bird feathers... <laughs> bird nerd. This is... Okay, <laughs> well, this is really cool. This is cool! This is a cool bird fact. Okay. <laughs> the color blue doesn't actually exist in bird feathers. Mm-hmm. It's not a pigment. It's a structure. Oh. So, it's the way that the light reflects it, like peacock feathers... Yeah. Is like the physical structure of the feather, not the color blue. Hmm. Yeah. And so that kind of thing exists. So maybe that's what's happening. So vampires are humans parasitized Uh by peacock moth. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Is what I'm saying, basically. Yeah. I mean, it explains the the Twilight movie filter. (laughs) (laughs) So blue. It's all blue. Lots of blue. blue. (laughs) Yeah, I did just want to talk about peacock feathers, but I don't know how that relates to their diamond skin. Unless the diamonds are the same microstructure as peacock feathers. But then wouldn't that not make make them them diamonds? Yeah, Yeah. I was like, then they're no longer a diamond. Maybe it's like underneath. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of thing with like the prism where it will only react with certain wavelengths of light. It's been a long time since I talked about physics. I don't yeah, think I'm qualified exactly. for this. This is my problem. I don't know anything about this. We have some good theories and we're going to not talk about it anymore because we're going to embarrass ourselves if we do. Yep. So yeah. probably that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, magic. Magic. No. These are very biologically accurate. Yeah, it's true. Vampires bug me. Yeah. Every part of it makes sense. Uh... <laughs> I want to talk about the car chase. Me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked this. This was a good scene. <laughs> okay, but all I could think of the entire time was how many people they were screwing over. Like, yeah. They stole so many cars. They wrecked so many cars. They nonchalantly threw a car into the middle of traffic and just nonchalantly. I they went. There was no fatalities apparently. Like, I get that they're bloodthirsty vampires, but I was uh-huh. just like, oh my god. <laughs> and like Carlisle, the absolute paragon of morality, has no problem with yeah. like drugging a woman on the side of the road to steal her car yeah like, yeah oh that's out of character for you my dude yeah. <laughs> and also <sighs> like they were not being inconspicuous at all no. like i know one of edward's concerns was like the volturi and he's like that's why we can't run because like the volturi would come but i'm like you're f-ing wreaking havoc in the middle of the freeway in phoenix of all places like you're not even in la or florida or somewhere crazy <laughs> They stole some very conspicuous cars, too. I mean, to be fair, no part of it, like, necessarily was done by a vampire. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean... Well, and they're not going to be caught, I guess. Yeah, and nobody has cell phones at that point to, like, put it on TikTok Film immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were they all, like, 
wearing their hoodies and sleeves pulled down during this whole time? Oh, no, they pulled over under a... They are under oh, a bridge, yeah. I think, right? Under a bridge. They were still wearing their hoodies. Yeah. Uh, they make a point to mention that when Jasper has to, like, reach out of the car to pay for the parking oh, yeah. pass of the car they stole, he has to, like, pull his hoodie sleeve all the way down over his hand. Yeah. And the car has very tinted windows, the one they stole. Yes, of course. Got it. Of course, because conveniently that exists in the exact location parked at the exact place where they need it. Uh Uh-huh. Do we need to come to terms with the fact that Stephanie Meyer, like, is a big car jock? Okay, so... Just like Hannah? Oh, yeah. That's... I I actually want to talk about that. (laughs) Because I, like, I looked at the specific model of car and it's, like, a pretty apt choice and then I was wondering, like, how like how did she come up with this very specific car model for this specific scene? So I went to her website, and I found this quote. Two of her brothers are mega gearheads, and quote, This comes in very convenient when I need to know what kind of car one of my characters is driving. <sighs> I simply call Jacob or Paul and ask which is the fastest and most powerful four-door sedan out there. And then whichever one I'm speaking to will immediately rattle off a long specific description of the car I want, including the price, the horsepower, the time it takes to get from zero to 60, and any new body styling that might be on the way. So she has a resource okay. for these things, which like makes sense because this car they stole is the WRX STI. And I was like, what the f*** is this? Uh-huh. It's basically like a very fancy sport version of the Subaru Impreza, which was introduced initially into the United States in 2004 and like the 2004 and 2005 models, which is the one that this one they stole would have been because it didn't exist before then. And this book came out in 2005. They're like very highly sought after to be modified for like drag racing and rally racing. They're still like incredibly valuable. If you can get one of these specific years, they're like the number one car that you want if you are looking for like a fast car to modify for street racing. So it's like, Dang. wow, exactly the right car. Oh, I, I, I just looked up this car. It looks and I was like, ridiculous. <laughs> this car from Grand Theft Auto five. <laughs> this is, this is the best car to get in Grand Theft Auto five. You guys, that makes sense. Apparently it's the best yeah. car to get for actual street racing. Amazing. I wonder if Grand Theft Auto based that off Twilight or Street Racing. Probably Mm. Twilight. It's definitely Twilight. But Grand Theft Auto came out before Midnight Sun, which is when this car is described. Excellent point. Oh, this is such a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because she definitely definitely didn't write Twilight with that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Stephanie Meyer is one of the writers in... Grand Theft Auto 5. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that that's probably makes it. the most sense. That makes does, sense. Hey, Sophie, does the one in Grand Theft Auto 5 have, like, a dark cobalt blue paint scheme with uh, gold wheels? Because that's the model that you want if you're going to be looking for one of these cars, apparently. I think so. I should say I have seen this car only um, owned by my friends who play Grand Theft Auto 5 because I'm not good at Grand Theft Auto 5 so I don't have the good car (laughs) I don't know if this surprises anyone but I'm not good at shoot gun video game (laughs) yeah me neither it looks really cool when my friends drive it though in the video game not in I don't have friends who drive this car in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It looks super ridiculous to me, especially if you imagine it in the uh, paint scheme that was described in Midnight Sun, which is bubbles of neon orange rising from a purple background. Just like, that's that's horrible. It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. But anyway, if you're trying to picture this car, just imagine the most ridiculous Subaru Impreza that you've ever seen with a giant spoiler on the back. <laughs> yeah. Does the Subaru Impreza also have this weird, like, vent right on the car nose? I feel like yes. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. So Stephanie Meyer might not know a lot about cars herself, but she has car fam. Right. Yeah. On that note, we can agree that it's like 
illegal that she named a character in her book after her brother, right? That's what I was just thinking. I think she named characters after all of her siblings. Oh my god, that... It's a little weird. Especially because, like... He's part of the romantic love triangle. That's what I'm struggling with. I I think Emily is named after one of her sisters, too, and it's like, I can see being like, Paul and Emily, these are like side characters that need yeah. names but make naming i'm imagining like writing a book and turning my younger brother into like what an angsty romantic... teenage yeah. lover who falls in love with a baby like i don't that's not yeah. for me the worst that's pretty terrible i don't like but also how do you explain that to the other siblings like yeah you're side characters but jacob is one of the main characters yeah. <laughs> he's my favorite sibling apparently jacob <laughs> helps me with all the car questions i have so that's some psychology i don't want to get into <laughs> yeah i mean at least her brother's name isn't like james <laughs> oh. <laughs> i made you this awful person actually i would prefer actually, that yeah that's yeah. more what i would do <laughs> yeah. if i was gonna name a character after my brother be like hey, look, look you're this villain i made <laughs> i i made the villain a fucking nerd and named him after you <laughs> yeah yeah just rude <laughs> sibling love at its truest speaking of siblings <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a very great part <laughs> which i think we all enjoyed where <laughs> when they're driving at one point they have to like cram through this very small space and so alice foresees that they're gonna lose the side mirrors and so edward's like emmett jasper you're the side mirrors now (laughs) (laughs) and so they each turn and like from the back seat to stare at the road behind them (laughs) in that direction (laughs) this it was very funny to think about but it also produced my favorite line in this chapter and maybe like all of midnight sun (laughs) i could see the road in 360 degrees and 30 seconds into the future (laughs) like i don't know why but like that line just like was like whoa that line like hit me it was good it's so powerful everything was the road how do you even process that amount of information though like with your vampire yeah. brain yeah with your vampire brain but like i can't even handle trying to envision driving like that because like i just like how 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 do how do you do yeah, yeah. you need a yep. vampire brain <laughs> this is further proof that vampire brains can actually multitask yeah yes. yeah 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 support that I, oh, the mental image of Emmett and Jasper just like staring hardcore at the window so that Edward can use them as rear view mirrors. It's yeah. really yeah. funny. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it was. I think it's because my brain was just so tired when I was reading these chapters. But when he tells them to like be the side mirrors, he says M and Jazz. Yeah. And Jazz is oh, spelled J A Z Z. It's cute. <laughs> Z squared. My brain was so tired. I read this sentence and I was like, who is he talking to? Because <laughs> these two specifically, like, shorthand names are more typically, like, shortened M from, like, Emily and Jazz from, like, Jasmine is where I've normally seen it. And yeah, I was like, who okay. is Emily and who is Jasmine? <laughs> I want to talk about the other math I did, which was during this okay. car chase. Okay. It's only a very small amount of math. The reason, the whole reason they take a car is because Edward says, according to Alice's vision of Bella, I guess, getting horribly murdered, (laughs) is that it would take them only minutes to run from the airport to where Bella's house is. And Bella doesn't have minutes. They have to take a car. (laughs) Which, which, fine. Because we've figured out once and for all, vampires could run at 67 meters per second, mm-hmm. which works out to about 150 miles per hour. So anytime they're in a car, which in this chapter, they say very often the speed the car is going. Yes. Yeah. Anytime they're going less than 150 miles per hour, they could be running faster than that. <laughs> <laughs> which they they do get up like to 180 200 pretty consistently especially on the highway so mm-hmm. i'm like fair edward 
mm-hmm. whatever. And when I do the math at 67 meters per second from the Phoenix airport to Scottsdale, which is part of Phoenix, I guess, mm-hmm. that would take them 7.8 minutes. Oh, so that's accurate. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. It would only take them minutes. And 7.8 minutes is too long. Yeah. Although, like, how fast is that? Like, I don't know that I've ever driven anywhere in less than seven minutes. (laughs) Like, the amount of time it takes them to get from the parked car. Yeah, there's no way. Right? Like, onto the highway was probably seven minutes. Oh, yeah. Because they're going like 60 probably at that point. And if you're leaving a high traffic airport like that, like that's a main international hub in Phoenix, I'm assuming, there's no way. What would have made sense is if they ran out onto the highway and jumped in a car that was moving. (laughs) that would have made more sense, yeah. Or just run there because once you factor in traffic and the fact that they had to like make a car swap in the middle of their thing. Yeah. And cause mass destruction. Plus, like, it's only because they find this specific car that they can go faster than their run speed, essentially. They do have a Mercedes sports car that Alice and Jasper drove. So that would probably be... I don't know why they didn't take that car. (laughs) Like, from the airport? Yeah, why did they have to steal a car when their own car was there? I don't think it went fast enough. But they were, like, looking specifically for a car to steal. Wouldn't it have been faster to just go to the car that they knew could go fast rather than spending time looking around in case there was like a heavily modded Subaru Impreza (laughs) available for them to steal? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, especially if they don't know, like I'm assuming they didn't take their car because like Sam said, it didn't go fast enough. Mm -hmm. If it's a Mercedes sports car that Rosalie has been like tinkering with and they have all the money in the world to make it go faster... How is their car not faster? I just, I was checking the paragraph it was in. Uh-huh. I think the reason they do it is because Alice says any car that we take, the police are going to be searching for its owners. So their car probably has forks plates <laughs> or like. Yeah, some identifying feature. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that meant any car we take as in any car we steal, not any car we use. I think I misinterpreted that. I Well, that's also what I assume, but I think that's also why they took a different one. Right. Because they knew they were going to be stopped and have to ditch it. Yeah. Well, okay. I just Googled the average top speed of a Mercedes normally is about 210 kilometers per hour, which is about 130 miles per hour. So Rosalie, Not fast enough. Yeah. Assuming Rosalie did soup it up, though like hannah suggested it could get there depending on the model and stuff but yeah i think the combination of it probably wasn't fast enough and that like if they took that it would have been traced i have a hard time believing edward would have given a shit though at that point yeah he would have just been like add ditch the car we'll get another one yeah yeah and i also feel like the kind of person to own that like super fast whatever (laughs) sports car they stole wouldn't keep it yeah in an airport garage airport, yeah. like yeah. i have a father who is obsessed with his truck and when people are <laughs> obsessed with their cars those cars do not get left in public parking garages for an extended period of time so. yeah hmm. also like so the other car they mention is like a ford mustang and a nissan 350z something and i like a ford mustang max speed is 172 Mm -hmm. miles per hour it's silly because i guess edward is like i really don't want the vulturi involved Mm -hmm. even though he claims to like not care about anything currently yeah Yeah. it really would have been faster to run yeah Uh, yeah i feel like it would have and then they would have avoided the traffic and like having to go on roads rather than a direct line. Yeah. And like, there's no way no one had phones. Well, they had phones, but like no one had camera phones. Like if they had just run, no one would have, yeah, people would have seen them, but 
people see crazy shit every day. So it's like, I doubt the Volturi would ever hear word of it. What I think would have said, like this scene, just like, you know, brief editor's note. Mm-hmm. If Alice had foreseen that this car was there back when they were like, we need to figure out how to get Bella. Mm-hmm. If like one of the futures she saw was like, they steal this car instead of them getting down and starting to look for cars yeah. that yeah. could go fast, right? Because then it would be like, it's either run or Alice sees that this car exists down here yeah. somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. That would have made more sense. Yeah, it would have been like, okay, well then they take this one car, not any car. Again, this assumes that someone has done the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although several chapters ago, Edward is like, Oh yeah, he can easily outpace a max speed Jeep Wrangler. And it's like cars don't have like that much difference in their max speed. Yeah. <laughs> so like why he would be like, yes, but a car will be faster now. There must be some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what baffled me. I guess it's because it's daytime. Yeah, like it. It's definitely more dangerous for them yeah. to go running rather than to just be like chased by police and end up being mysterious people who stole a car and disappeared. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. not going to affect them. But like running around could affect them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Well. Like you said last time, Sophie, the plot has to happen that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer wanted to write a cool car driving scene, and she did. It's a cool car driving scene. It is a pretty cool scene. Had my nerves going. It's another one of those ones that I'm like a huge fan of, where it's all of them using their powers together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I love these scenes. We did talk about Edward and Alice. We didn't talk yet about what Jasper does, which is really cool, because he apparently has... Uh, in his like history of warfare has figured out a way to like extend a feeling of like battle concentration to everybody so like he's keeping everybody very calm and hyper focused during this car race so like no one's freaking out everyone's doing exactly what they need to do exactly when they need to do it Mm -hmm. because of his influence and i thought that was pretty cool i have in my notes uh Jasper using his war powers for good. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, that's probably (laughs) a lot. (laughs) So the next chapter in Twilight is called The Angel. And the next chapter in Midnight Sun is called Blood. So what do we think is happening next? I guess we should say that the chapters end with Bella losing consciousness and in midnight sun edward kicking through the door yes <laughs> into the ballet studio well so i'm guessing bell okay let me guess first because i don't know what's happening i'm guessing bella like slowly wakes up to see edward arrive and thinks he's an angel that's also my guess to save her <laughs> yeah Edward runs in and has to deal with the fact that Bella's blood is everywhere and he can smell it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she's also been bitten and that's why she's yeah. hallucinating and thinking that Edward is an angel. Does that Oh, does she get bitten? <sighs> she yeah. does get bitten. Yeah. Does that Wait. happen now? How does she not become a vampire? Because oh. Carlisle sucks. You, no, don't tell her. Don't tell her. Okay. I can't wait to read it. Okay. <laughs> Oh no. Yep. Uh you're gonna love it, Sophie. Uh we're gonna biology the hell out of what uh, yeah. happens, huh? That. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Yeah. Something to uh, look forward to. Do you think how much of the next Midnight Sun chapter do you think is Edward like agonizing over the fact the that he's thing. like, This I could be killing Bella with the blood smell? At least eighty percent. Okay. Great. That's I'm so guess. excited. It's been a couple episodes since we've had to deal with Edward being like, but her smell, I will her kill her for smell. it. Yeah, be the worst. But it's either going to be 80% Edward obsessing over not or trying not to kill Bella because she smells so good or 80% Edward being an absolute murdering psychopath thinking about James. 
It could go yeah. either way. Could go either way, honestly. Yeah. Great. Cool. Can't wait. Yep. That's what happens. We're like almost, we're getting down to the wire here, guys. We have like three more chapters. We're going to have to figure out what to do after we finish Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine what it'll be like when we're done Twilight. Actually, more importantly, imagine what it'll be like when we're done Midnight Sun. Oh, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Yep. I'm not adding it to Goodreads. You can't make me. So let's talk about what books we're reading. Yay! Yay. Which is not Twilight and Midnight Sun. I'm not currently reading those. No one can prove that I am. Uh, I am currently reading The Poppy War for our May book of the month, even though it will no longer be May when this book, wait, nope, episode comes out. But yeah, I'm it's intense. I listened I'm listening to the audiobook. I listened to half of it in one day. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, I work ten hour work days, so um There is that. And then I also have read the entire Talia Hibbert series Yeah this week, because that's just where I'm at personally. Wait, did you so, read the did you read the new one too? Uh I'm halfway through the new the last the last one. Uh I love those. I love. I've only read Get a Life, Chloe Brown, but I'm excited for the rest. I'm just saying, the third book has enemies to lovers. Oh yes, <laughs> I love it. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, the second one was my favorite. It's great. It was a good one. They're all very cute, kind of intense, also. But you know, anyway, I like them. What are you guys reading? Well, I'll have our listeners know that I do not owe <laughs> Sophie and Hannah a fancy coffee because I did Ugh. finish The Way of Kings. Yay! Oh. <laughs> it was great, but holy hell, that is a long book. Anyways, but I... <laughs> how many? How long did it take you in the end? Okay, so I started reading it on December 30th of 2020. Oh. I finished it on May 16th of 2021 so it took me it took me about five months to read wow yeah but in that time i read 23 other books so holy cow (laughs) but what i'm actually reading now i have not started words of radiance yet because i haven't decided if i want to listen to that on audio or try to read it but i'm also reading the poppy war and uh the book that i was talking about earlier with mermaids and conservation is called into the drowning deep by mira grant who is also seanan mcguire actually which is a fun fact yeah didn't know that yeah she's got two pen names she writes under both of them that's cool pretty cool i love the title of that book that's a great title yeah it's basically just like horror and mermaids so me and my boyfriend are listening to it together because he likes horror books and i like mermaids (laughs) and so we're like okay let's read this together yeah it's pretty good so far a little cliche but uh so far so good (laughs) anyways i've talked long enough hannah what are you reading (laughs) (laughs) stop me if you've heard this before i'm reading the poppy war by rf Kwan because it's our midlife book club of the month (laughs) yeah it's it is very good. Mm-hmm. That's the only book I'm physically reading other than the uh, nonfiction book that I am taking a break from. But I'm also currently listening to a nonfiction book called Humans, A Brief yes. History of How We Fucked It All Up, yes! which Sam recommended to me. It is fabulous, yes! uh, especially the audiobook, And I highly recommend it to anybody who is even like trying to get into nonfiction. I feel like this would be a really good jumping off point if you want to read more nonfiction, it's like a very kind of tongue-in-cheek humorous look at all of the mistakes humans have made through history the chapter i just listened to had a whole section on wars that were stupid (laughs) for non-like humanitarian reasons for just like we went to war for 45 minutes because we wanted to sit on a golden throne and they said no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so good i'm so happy you're reading it yeah i wanted what did i listen to oh i finished a court of whatever it was number two (laughs) Um, (laughs) court of whatever accurate yeah i don't remember a court of two nouns Uh Mm uh-huh book number two and i needed a palate cleanser so i went for a funny nonfiction. (laughs) 
Yep. That's fair. I am like, I feel I'm happy that you read A Court of Mist and Fury, but I'm also so sorry. Like, so sorry. The problem is now I have to read the rest of the series, and I know yeah. that the last book is only porn. <laughs> Don't but read I still A Court have of Frost and Starlight. Like, it's a waste of time. Don't do it. I have to, though. <laughs> oh, but okay. I'm, I-, I cannot wait to be getting the Snapchat reviews <laughs> yeah. from Hannah listening to the audiobook of this. Oh my god, I was listening to the yeah. famous chapter 55 of A Court of <laughs> Mist and Fury. Got it in one. <laughs> and like, that's the, like the porn chapter in that book, although there's mm-hmm. also other ones. Yeah. But I was like on a walk and I walked through a park and then past a police station and I was like, I this is illegal, I'm pretty sure. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this is okay. And I'm like, They're hello. They're going to arrest me. Hello, group of men playing tennis and also police officers. <laughs> How do you do today? <laughs> See, I I understood your pain, Hannah, because I decided to be reading one of these Talia Hibbert books oh, on no. the subway, and oh, I dear. like was reading the ebook, and I did the thing where like you're reading and you're sitting in the subway chair, and then you like turn so that your back is against the wall, <laughs> yeah. and then you like hold up your phone so nobody can see what's on your screen. Yeah, and I was like, uh-huh. it's this is a porn chapter. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Nobody, I'm not suspicious at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to read books that have romantic parts in it. Yeah. Yeah. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And Edward feels about Phoenix the way we feel about Edward. We don't see the beauty that Bella sees there. Do you? Do I? No. <laughs> no. 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 Fuck that guy. <laughs> Zero. Fuck that guy. Kim Raikkonen, Alfa Romeo Rising Olin. That's pretty much it. <laughs>